Hi everyone, and welcome back to District 12. This is Zolaniel Cannon. I'm Kira. Kira, there is no District 12. My name's Adam. Spoiler! Spoiler! <laughs> yeah, wrong movie. Um, yeah, we're talking The Hunger Games this week. This is a big one. Um, yeah. I, 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 we've said that a lot this year, and I'm not going to say this is like the biggest of the year, but we're we're back in our YA bullshit this week. This is uh in terms of like YA zillennial shit, like I mean, this is pretty much like it as far as that goes. Like I feel like this was the prominent one when we were both in high school. Um because I feel like by the time we were in high school, like Twilight had already kinda like ended mostly i was a freshman when breaking dawn part two came out um mm-hmm. harry potter ended when i was in middle school but this was like the thing when we were in high school mm-hmm. yeah, i think so. because there was like one out every year that we were in high school yeah yeah because it um what uh mocking jay part two was 2015 and I graduated in, uh, you know, summer 2016. So, yeah, my senior year, Mockingjay. Yeah, no, that's perfect, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so every year of high school, one of these movies came out. And um, I remember it was a big deal. I remember my freshman year of high school, uh, they did, like, a reading contest for, like, the school. And if you – I don't even remember the specifics of it. I just remember, like, there's some kind of reading contest – and um trivia and they was like on the morning announcements every morning and if you won like there was like a whole bunch of people that won each day and it was like a three week long thing and if you won they bought your tickets for this movie That's or they give cool. you like an or an amc voucher or something it was something along that lines and the thing is oh no they would give you a ticket for it because they bought out a theater um for that saturday like a noon showing or something and I remember that's how I, uh, I guess I'm going to get into it. That's how I saw this movie for the first time because I won that thing. It was at my local AMC and I went with like a whole, like my entire school was basically there. Um, and I went with my mom because they gave you like enough for you and your family. Um, and I went with my mom to go see it. And I had read the books prior to this. Like I, I believe I read all them i at least read the first two i think i may have been like halfway through mockingjay or something by the time the movie came out but um yeah i remember i read the books uh, i loved them I, I i thought the books were awesome when i was a kid not quite if you're familiar with my bullshit not quite on that percy jackson level for me <laughs> but it was a close like <laughs> second i would say like it was it was pretty like pivotal to my life like i remember like when it was a thing it was a big thing like it was very big um and yeah i mean and you that's this is another one where it's like when it happened i feel like it was very unexpectedly huge um like there was hype for it but i don't think anyone was really prepared for how much money and like cultural influence this was gonna make um Mm -hmm. do you remember that like controversy of like the kids dying and like people like debating whether or not it should be like a movie. Do you remember that at all? Um, probably. So my history with this movie 
that kind of ties to that is that I I don't know if you guys remember on the Coraline episode episode, but famously it was my night to pick out a rental at Blockbuster and I picked out Coraline and my brother threw up because of the bugs. There's like a scene where like the mom like eats a <laughs> bug or something. And then I was not allowed to pick the DVD rental anymore. Um <laughs> so I my mom took me and my little brother to see this. And he was nine years old. Literally the second that the movie started, he started crying and ran out of the theater because he was scared. And my mom was like, next time you're not picking the movie. And she like left with my little brother and I watched the movie by myself because he got scared. Skill issue. Um, <laughs> no, I... I, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like, to be fair, like... I can't imagine being, like, nine and having never seen, like, any, like, horror or, like, action movies or anything. Yeah. This is kind of a shock to see, like, kids killing each other, I think. (laughs) Yeah, and the thing is, it, like, really establishes a kind of a grim tone, like, the second it starts. I mean, the first 30 minutes of this movie is just kind of, like, exhibiting authoritarianism, like, in a society and how, like there is literally no free will there's nothing like so before the killing even starts like it's a very like somber sad depressing movie which i i think that's what i liked about it uh that sounds kind of weird but that's what i liked about it as a kid was that it didn't feel like um because i say this all the time kids know teens kids they know when they're like spoken down to they know when things are sugar-coated and i think teenagers appreciate when something is just the way it is it's not like pandering or anything and i think that's what i really liked about these books is that it told like a genuinely really engaging story and it didn't feel like it was holding back because like in the books especially like when it's brutal she like describes in detail like the pain not only like what's happening to one character but how that makes katniss or Peta or whoever feel like why Mm -hmm. that's breaking their heart and it's like and I think the movies do a pretty good job at, like, you know, exhibiting that. Um, and, yeah, like, I, I I remember I really, really liked the movie when it came out. Um, I don't, I mean, I definitely, like, rewatched it at a certain point. Probably when Mockingjay was coming out, I rewatched it. Um, probably saw it a few times on cable here and there. as a Because I've seen this movie a few times, like, in the course of my life. Um Definitely, you know, I we were both Tumblr kids, obviously, famously, mm-hmm. canonical. Uh, so this movie lived... <laughs> canonically. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, canonically Tumblr kids. But this movie, like, lived and died on, like, Tumblr gifts and, like, um, just, mm-hmm. like, references. So, like, even if you're not re-watching this movie, like, it stays in your head pretty yeah. consistently. <laughs> um, and honestly, re-watching it, it's a good fucking movie. I, I like this movie. It's, it's yeah, really solid it's, for what it is. It's really good. Um, it's very compelling. I'm also surprised, like, at... I feel like this, like, wouldn't happen now. Like, a movie targeted to, like, young adults or, like, children, it's, like, so quiet for the first, like, 45 minutes. That's what I was kind of saying. I, that's what I respect about it. Both, like, when yeah. I was a teenager, but especially now that I'm, like an adult (laughs) you know like i'm like man like 
and you know all due respect to our beloved like twilight and stuff but like yeah this is just on a different kind of ball game and i think that yeah. was kind of the sentiment when this, these movies were coming out they're after like a wave of like twilight and i feel like ya while very like marketable and like profitable this kind of like mm-hmm. critically had a resurgence of like oh wait these movies can be like good when you get actual like talent behind them and like speaking of talent yeah. like jennifer lawrence with this movie like so fucking good incredible yeah great performance um she is just like dunking in every scene just like fucking slam dunk great line reading great emotion like very subdued very like restrained and then when she pops it's like heartbreaking riveting it's just like a star is born kind of performance the fact that she did this in silver lines playbook in the same year bro like get out of here that's that's fucking crazy <laughs> like and then that's right after winter's bone too like mm-hmm. insane she's so good i love her she's like so perfect yeah i um like, i i mean obviously yeah. <laughs> like everyone i had the biggest crush on her like at the time of this movie's yeah. like release like i mean everyone did who didn't um mm-hmm. and like when you're watching this you're just like so compelled by her she has like the thing about jennifer lawrence is that she kind of had like that hate bandwagon that i feel like any actress or actor gets when they're too much in the spotlight for too many years and to an extent i get it you know what i mean like i understand like the pushback against anyone that is like the star for a little bit Mm -hmm. but the thing is she's just so good like her screen presence is just so strong that you can't argue with me that she didn't deserve it like she is just like She's perfect at what she does. Like she she brings a hundred percent to every role she's in. And she never misses. And she always picks like interesting projects, even if they're like not always good. Like she picks like roles that are challenging, it feels like. And um these movies, like especially like the role of Katniss, like you can call it like a paycheck, but like she fucking all four movies like she never because you, you'll see with some of these ya things like by the third or fourth movie the actor is kind of like tapped out by mm-hmm. mock jay she's like making me cry like she's it's it's fucking incredible what she does with these movies yeah i think a lot of the hate towards her back in like 20 when was this 2012 i'd say like a lot of the hate was in like 2014 2015 i think it was just from overexposure like, yeah. like, I think we just kind of saw too much of her at once, and that's not necessarily her fault. Not her fault. Um, yeah. But I find with a lot of celebrities, um, especially, like, I don't know, like, when you think about, like, anyone who becomes, like, white boy of the month on Twitter or whatever, for example, it's like... Everyone turned on John Mulaney because everyone was, like, talking about him all the time. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, like... Yeah. I think any celebrity or any person that you just see too much of is, like... And they're, like, not to, like, bring up Taylor Swift again. There are obviously valid criticisms about why people don't like Taylor Swift. But I think that's also a lot of it, just overexposure. Is that the person is in your face constantly all the time. Yeah. Um, and I think people got really annoyed with how likable Jennifer Lawrence was and saw it as like phony almost, mm-hmm. um, which I fully believe is not phony. I fully believe she's a chill, fun girl that I want to hang out with. 
Yeah, I mean, I know she said, like, there's, like, a few things she did where, you know, you could probably, like, uh, like, I'll always remember that one thing where she had, like, a controversy where, like, at Cannes, she, like, had an interview, and she was, like, um, she, I don't know if you ever saw this, but, like, she was, like, this interviewer was, like, asking her questions, and she was, like, looking at her phone while she was asking or something, and then, like, Jennifer Lawrence was, like, if can if you're like speaking to me like look at me don't like look at your phone but like the lady was like using a translator and then oh. it like backfired so fucking bad on her and i feel like shit like that like really put it back but like also like it's almost like um i compare it to like the rachel zegler thing where she's mm-hmm. getting so much hate right now and she kind of did you know i her- like i could not even find like, I feel like every so often, like, I try and figure out why people hate Rachel Zegler. And there's, like, no, like, inciting so, event that I can... So, so, I she said something about Snow White where it was, like... Um, mind you, she never said it was a bad movie. And she never said that she hates the character. All she said was that, like, they were doing it differently to, like, for today, like... Yeah, so, like, mm-hmm. narratively, it would be different, and she thinks that's a good thing. People didn't fucking like that. Um, I know that she, there was a little bit of controversy, because she, like, did, like, a Britney Spears thing. Uh, like, she, like, reenacted, like, a Britney Spears, like, meltdown video or something, and people thought that was kind of, like, in poor taste. But also, she's I think so... people hated her before that. <laughs> Why well, no? but that just, like, added to it. But, I mean, like, yeah. but on the on the flip side, she's so young, and it's, like... God, I can't imagine, like, if every fucking mistake I made was under, like, public eye, like, dude, I can't even imagine. Like, it's it's so sad. She was, like, she was, like, in high school when she was cast for West Side Story, right? Yeah, because she did that, there's that video of her singing uh, In the Shallow, or uh, Shallow by Gaga, and, um, and she performed that on her high school stage, and then Steven Spielberg cast her from that video. Um, which is just a crazy, like, literal star is born moment. And, like, yeah, fuck Mm -hmm. the haters. She's, I mean, I haven't haven't seen the new Hunger Games yet as of recording this, but um, she, as of, like, West Side Story, she's, like, immensely talented. She's so good. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's, actually, I didn't even honestly connect the two, the star of two Hunger Games movies, but it is ironic um, that these two really amazing up-and-coming actresses at the time Jennifer Lawrence up-and-coming uh received so much hate and backlash when they're just very talented people and like I think um you know they really command the screen when they're on it and yeah that's just something about Jennifer Lawrence and I think she is kind of I mean she really is the backbone of this franchise because you know, it's just you need someone like Jennifer Lawrence to like really hold it down together, especially when the content and the material is so kind of dreary. Like you got to have someone to kind of like signify hope throughout the audience. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think she does that like beautifully. Um, I want to like read. I don't know if you're on the Wikipedia page or not, but I want to read the list of all the actresses that are considered for Cadmus because it's like the most zillennial list of women I've ever seen. Um, mm-hmm. Haley Steinfeld, Abigail Breslin, Emma Roberts, Saoirse Ronan, Chloe Grace Moretz, <laughs> Lindsay Fonseca, uh, Emily Browning, Shailene Woodley, Kaya Skoldario, and there's a few other people that I don't know off the top of my head. But yeah, those Brian are like. Brian Bell- Bellasaro, she's from uh, Pretty Little Liars. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, um, I think Emma Roberts would have freaked this. 
I think she would have been pretty good. I just don't think she has the range. No, way. I'm being sarcastic. Oh, okay. I, she would have not been good. Yeah, I mean, she would have been good as like the crazy girl that the girl from Orphan plays. She would have been, and I mean, we I know would, this from Scream Four. <laughs> I would never like recast uh, what's her name in the second in third and fourth movie uh joanna it's uh oh god from like mad max and stuff um uh god i forgot Jenna the actress Jenna malone yeah um i would never recast her but i feel like emma roberts would kind of eat that a little bit uh yeah uh but yeah then for Peta, they had not as big of a name uh, but like lucas till evan peters i don't know who hunter Parrish is or mm, he sounds really familiar um but yeah evan peters i can definitely see in that like he kind of mm. i mean i think Peta is although i think josh Hutcherson he really nails it because he has that like very like innocent face which is like kind of what Peta is all about kind of like innocence lost yeah um josh Hutcherson is like a zillennial king and i'm glad that he's like having a resurgence right now yeah i i really love him i mean i uh, even like even though the Five Nights at Freddy's was like fucking dookie butt, uh, I was always like really happy to see him on screen in that because uh, he 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 really mm-hmm. is like a very talented actor. I think he's quite good in uh, a lot of the stuff that I see him in, and it's nice to like I don't know. I just I I like seeing him and stuff. And we need uh we need Logan Lerman back. Just we a side do. Note. We do. Um. Let's see. I'm looking at uh for Gale. They had David Henry on the short list. I cannot see that. <laughs> Mr. Fucking Wizard of Waverly Place. John C. Riley was almost Tamage. That would have been pretty good. Honestly, yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, I'm like looking at uh I mean there's not a lot of cast or like it seems like everyone else though, they got pretty much who they like wanted, you know um but it makes sense that like for and it's like not uncommon for these like ya things that they have like a really extensive like you know short list for the like two or three leads but then for like the adult cast they have very specific targets for like who they go after um Mm -hmm. because like especially like by the end of the franchise um some of these actors are like just so synonymous with these roles like um stanley tucci as caesar is just like so perfect or like especially he was elizabeth literally banks. born to play this role like, yeah yeah and elizabeth banks is like uh uh what's her name effie or whatever or um what's mm-hmm. her name? um is that her name effie, effie. Yeah. yeah 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 effie trinket yeah i um uh like fucking flawless even uh woody harrelson's hey mitch i think it's just like pretty fucking perfect casting um yeah. Yeah, just all around, they kind of freak it as far as that goes. So, like, it's it, the casting department yeah. went off on this one. Um, it's like such like a stacked cast too for yeah. like a YA thing. Yeah. Um, even like the kids, like I don't know. Yeah. Pretty interesting lineup. I um fucking uh Jack Quaid isn't this? I don't know if you noticed that. Mm-hmm. He was one of the like mm-hmm. uh as one of the district kids. Um, mm-hmm. I forgot how, like, because I knew he was in it to an extent, but I forgot that he's, like, one of, like, he's not, like, one of the last survivors, but he lasts, like, longer than I thought he did. Um, uh, so that was kind of a nice little surprise. Um, and so I, so one thing is that I watched this movie a few days ago, 
uh, because I told Kira before we recorded, I knew that I was going to want to watch Catching Fire the second Ascended, because Catching Fire is, it's just objectively the best one. Like, I, I don't care if you, listener, prefer one or the other. Catching Fire is the best ca- Hunger Games movie. I can't watch this movie without wanting to watch Catching Fire. That's just the rules. Um, so, and I'm glad I did that, because come Sunday, sure enough, I was like, yep, let's watch Catching Fire. I did just that fucking banger. And then I was like, let me watch Mockingjay Part 1. I watched like half of it, fell asleep, started it today. And then at work today, I just watched all of Mockingjay Part 2. So I did not intend on watching the whole franchise, but I just did it. And I do not regret it because uh, I, I had a blast with it. Um, yeah, I absolutely want to watch the rest of them again. Um, I don't think I've seen the last one at all um interesting which is crazy um i think the other two though like i think i've only seen them like once like in theaters i don't think i've ever rewatched them um catching fire is so good it's like um yeah i i do like in this one the like indie quality to it like it has like a very like scrappy kind of vibe but the thing Mm -hmm. is when catching fire begins and it has like legitimate like cinematography and just like wide shots you're like holy shit i didn't realize martin scorsese directed this holy shit like i <laughs> it's like such a change the cinematography of the cinematography um yeah it's just like from the moment that movie begins it has like a really and like the games in that one like it's gorgeous i mean the aspect ratio going up when like she's rising and the two mm-hmm. oh my i remember that I yeah remember like that. just like Chills. next level like Francis Lawrence was directing that with Jordans on, man. He was going off. Like I, I <laughs> that shit was fire, dog. Oh like I, <laughs> I loved it. I, dude, I was watching that shit like hooting and hollering today. Like it's it's really fucking good. It holds up. Um, yeah, yeah. I, uh, but yeah. It, the funny thing is, we just we haven't even like got into the movie itself. We've just been talking about like the no, cat because yeah. that's how like significant and just how good the movie is. Yeah. Yeah, like the like the movie, like it's just it's so good at what it does. Like it's a very mm-hmm. like simplistic concept, but it makes it so effective. Yeah, and- I yeah, I would literally love to like even like reread the books. I was like obsessed with like the books as a kid and the first movie. Like I feel like I would watch the first movie over and over again. Um. I had all three books and they were downloaded onto my Nook, um, which I left at my ex's house and it's still there. So I don't have the Hunger Games books anymore. (laughs) I hope he's enjoying your, uh, do you think he charges it and keeps it? Like, do you think he Uh, wants? he just reads the hunger games books and like the other depressing YA books that I put on there in 11th grade. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, I, if you're I'll, listening to this, I want my nook back with my hunger games. Did you see that, uh, tweet that I, or like that picture I posted? Uh, it was like the, she let me hit cause I have a Kindle. Um, <laughs> Listen, I didn't like e-readers, and then I found out that you can like illegally download like e-books. So I didn't pay for, <laughs> I didn't she, pay for one textbook. 
You're so <laughs> funny. Um, I that's how I felt about the Apple Books app. I'm like, I didn't realize I could yeah. download PDFs on here. What? Yeah. Crazy. yeah. Uh, or yeah. EPUBs or whatever it's called. Yeah, no, literally. Yeah. Yeah, you know what's up. Literally, yeah. like, I Jeanette McCurdy's <laughs> book for free, opening day, opening day, on the day of release. I got you. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. that's all right. Yeah, I didn't know you were tight like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I got I, that uh, Zlib. <laughs> That Zlib, yeah. I that's how I got the fucking the wager, the next Scorsese adaptation. Uh, reading that right mm-hmm. now. Uh, I'll mm-hmm. do respect to David Grand, but I paid twenty dollars for Ghost mm-hmm. of the Far Moon, so you can take this hit, buddy. Um, I yeah. I just like I just I just uh, stopped reading altogether. So, and the thing yeah. is, the thing is, I'm all <laughs> I'm so open to like using Libby at my local library. The thing is, every book that you try to get off Libby. It's like a twenty week wait. It's like mm-hmm. fucking insane. Um, Which is crazy because they're like files. Like, can't you just like copy a file? Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of it's really stupid. I mean, sometimes I'll look out and like have like a three week wait or something. But most of the time, like when I want to read something, I want to read it like right then. Like I, mm-hmm. dude, I literally haven't removed myself from the wager like wait list, and I'm still haven't gotten it. And I'm already like two hundred pages into. The- like it's insane um yeah uh but <laughs> but yeah I, I i did read um though because i read the original trilogy for this back in high school like i said although i read like i said i think the first two in middle school before the movie came out so i was very familiar with like the lore the characters the everything before i even see, saw the movie um i almost because uh, victoria gave me her like uh she has like kindle plus or whatever it's called kindle like whatever the paid thing is for kindle she gave me the login for it because mm-hmm. they have all three of the uh original books on there for subscribers and I started reading the first book again. I didn't get, like, all the way through. Although, just, like, reading the first few chapters that you've... You just... Like, when you're reading it, you're like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. Like, this is just so iconic. Um, but the, it didn't make me want to finish the book. But instead, it compelled me to read the Songbirds and Snakes book. And um, did you read it at all? Or did you not um, read that no. one? It no. came out not too long ago, right? Like, was it, like, 2019 or 2020 that it came out, I think? I think so, yeah, because it was, like, a big thing, I feel like, um, uh, not to get too much into it, but I feel like around 2020, over the past few years, a lot of us just kind of, like, regressed to what we liked as children, Mm. Um, and I feel like I remember there being a big, like, let's all hyperfixate on Twilight, let's all hyperfixate on The Hunger Games, and I think... Either that book came out during that time, or everyone just went back and read it around that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was pretty recently. Yeah, I um, I I read it uh like earlier this year, I believe, if not last year, I can't remember exactly when I read it. Um, but I genuinely. And like I was not going into it, you know, expecting like a great book or anything. I just wanted to try it out. I forgot Suzanne Collins is a hell of an author. She's really fucking good. Mm-hmm. She's a great writer. Um, I think Catching Fire is like one of the best examples of just like putting you in a POV of a character and just like 
you're so in her headspace perfectly. Um, the way she like writes inner monologue is like perfect. The way she writes action is unlike like any YA writer I've ever. Like even better than like Rick Riordan, I think, who I think was mm-hmm. originally the goat. Susan Collins, she has it like in the bag. Like she's so fucking good at writing action um because it's so cinematic and that's why these movies feel so good too is because they just the material's like fucking there for it like it's all laid out um so like with songbirds and snakes i kind of forgot how good she is as a writer um and when i'm as i read it i'm like this is like kind of incredible because it's like it's very different than the original trilogy it's like um it's it's a really interesting depiction of like how if the original books are you know a trilogy of you know overcoming oppressors and authoritarian society and you know kind of like a commentary on dystopia like a subversion of dystopian ya stuff where i feel like a lot of like dystopian ya is just you know lingering in it it's more about like overcoming the powers that be um this one is like it's very dense and dark about just like how those authoritarian like governments become so powerful and how it's mm-hmm. really just like the people that enable it that make it so strong and how like things as simple as like political action and like um you know governors they are more dangerous than like mostly like any kind of you know and like the like how they like politicize like the games it's just like it's a really interesting book it's very dark very twisted uh the third act is like super psychologically like I don't want to spoil it. It's because I, the movie's coming out, but it's really like, I'm curious how the movie is because it it's, and it's very standalone too. It doesn't like no sequel set up. It's just like a one story, like one and done. Mm. Uh, I mean, you could, I guess do another one, but it, it's, it lays it all on the line. Cause like after that book ends, you're like, yes, that is the guy. That's like the bad guy at the hunger games. Like that's like, you mm-hmm. get the full picture. I think, um so yeah it's it's great it's yeah. really good i feel like i maybe it's because like when we look back at like these like series and there's like it's such like for lack of a better word such like an epic you know like yeah. i don't know story i always forget how like simple the first one is yeah um and how just like bare bones it is and yeah it's really just setting up for like i think one of the most like compelling parts in this movie is after rue dies Mm -hmm. and it shows her district there being like riots in her district because i feel like this is just such like a like without getting too much into like I don't know like the world (laughs) like our world it's like such an interesting way to present to children like an oppressive force and how people rebel against oppressive forces if that makes sense yeah um and I think it's a very realistic portrayal of like how people are kept down and kept segregated and kept working themselves to death Mm -hmm. (laughs) while rich people use them for entertainment and use them for like 
you know, like, I don't know, like, it's just, like, it's, it's obviously exaggerated, but, like, I think specifically the parts where they watched, like, an innocent, which all of them are innocent children, but when they watched Rue die and Katniss has, like, a funeral for her, um, it causes riots because it's, like, yeah, that doesn't need to happen. (laughs) Yeah. None of that needs to happen, and I think it's, that was just kind of, like, a breaking point, and it's very, 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 very good scene, and I feel like that's kind of, like, the catalyst for the rest of the series, which is interesting. I think, um, yeah, I mean, going off that, like, three things is, like, especially, like, at the, we always jump ahead so quickly, but, like, at the end, um, when they're, uh, I forgot the kid's name, but, like, the, the main bad kid in this movie, uh, Mm -hmm. that, uh, that's like really targeting Peta and Katniss. Um, every time I say Peta, I think of that uh, the Family Guy Peta. Peta. Um, uh, Peta. <laughs> but um, I think of that. Uh, I think of that. But uh, but the main bad kid, like when he's because the whole movie, you're kind of like rooting for them to like kick his ass, and then at the end, like at the very his very last scene, it's like really sad because he's just like this is what was supposed to happen like i'm just i have to do this I, this is i'm part of the show and then like even Katniss, like when she shoots at him it's like just she's not happy about it like it's yeah. just like it's really depressing and um that's why i think like the sequels are really good like both the books and i and i like the movies too i like I, the mockingjay movies get a little bit of slack i do agree that splitting into two parts i don't like especially after rewatching them you could have totally just made that one movie it it definitely hurts it in the long run uh but they're still mm-hmm. good movies all things considered um catching fire uh it's so good because in that one um the all the surviving tributes are the ones thrown into the arena and it's like yeah. the most like yeah. haunting part of that movie or at least one of them is um when they have the reaping for each individual district and uh, in District 12, there's only they get out to the stage, and there's like only one note in the jar. Yeah, and it's, it's just Katniss's name, and like Effie yeah. is like trying to be performative, and like, and we're in the first movie, everyone like clapped or like, you know, we're like, you know, a part of the situation. Uh, like, there's just like dead silence, and like even like Katniss mm-hmm. was just like crying on the stage. Um, and then also like going to what you're saying about like the. You know, it kind of introduces themes to kids in, like, a kind of digestible way about, like, authoritarianism and, like, all that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I, the thing I love about the third one, uh, I think the book does it better than the movie, but the movie still does a serviceable job, is the way that it establishes that, like, even when you take down, like, authoritarian systems, like President Snow and, like, those institutions, like, you have, you can't just tr- blindly trust any, like, kind of liberal like leader that you elect because like president coin is like so interesting in the way that she is so good at like speaking to like ideals but in her Mm -hmm. policies and her actions um she is so harmful to the greater cause and Mm -hmm. totally um counterproductive like um spoilers if you've watched Mockingjay forever but like you know at the end when she suggests that they should send all the capital kids to the Hunger Games and Cadmus is like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> like I thought we were yeah. just taking down the system why do you want to like 
double down on it. Like we're supposed to be better than them. And it's just like, it's so fucking good. And it's just like perfectly, cause like it could just easily end with them defeating snow, but no, like the book and the movie, they both like go the extra mile to be like, no, here's, you know, Cadmus would not stop. She would not let that slide. And Another thing is, like, the idea of, like, Katniss becoming a symbol, becoming the Mockingjay, it's, like, really perfect because, like, she never asked for it. She's never, like, she's a very reluctant hero. She never asked for any of this. She never wanted to become a symbol. It's just she has to be because she's Mm -hmm. a genuinely good person in a situation. And that's what makes her such a compelling character is that she does it out of moral righteousness not out of necessarily wanting to be a hero she just does it because she knows it's the right thing to do and she knows that she's the only one with the platform to do it uh, like the way the mockingjay book and movie like she like under like she learns about like propaganda and how it's kind of necessary evil when it comes to like getting your point across like it's Mm-hmm. It's really compelling shit. And again, like I can't like I was like 16 or 17 when these movies came out and like I can't say like they radicalized me or anything, but I was like, "Whoa." I was like this is yeah. like what? <laughs> it definitely came out at a good time for us where we started becoming like politically like conscious. Mm. Um and becoming like more like critical of uh um like the things that we were learning in history class and things like that um and like i know it's like a whole thing of like tumblr uh i don't know i feel like tumblr definitely like had like us as tumblr kids learn i don't know i think social media definitely like played a part in like our like political consciousness and i think alongside that and this book series slash movie series definitely like taught a lot of kids if that makes sense no yeah 100 percent. i think um yeah no i think uh it's i mean but everyone needs like kind of a gateway to subject matter because that's what art is all about it's it's about introducing ideas like especially like ya i feel like you know Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call Perks of Being a Wallflower, for example, like a perfect examination of mental health. But in terms of like being a YA book, you know, inherently made for teenagers, I can't think of a better gateway to those ideas and conversations mm-hmm. to have. And, you know, I just think it's it's essential to have stuff like this that is digestible. Yeah, maybe by the end it's a little bit neat and idealist, but... That's not a bad thing, I don't think, especially when you really paint the picture in a significant way. And that's what I like about this movie is that it, I mean, like you said earlier, like the first like 30 minutes or so is very like procedural, but it's like very grim and it's very like depressing. And it it really gets you in like the mood of like how, like what the daily life in District 12 is like, because it, it goes as far as to like, it's they're simultaneously very like monitored and they're very like you know they're not free to speak their minds they have to you know uh second guess everything they say and do in public but also the mm-hmm. funding is just like completely cut off like Cadence is able to like leave the district and go hunting uh like you can tell like 
they once cared, but it's not really as big of a thing as it is anymore. So they just have to be ready on certain days that they know the capital is coming through. Um, you know, they just established the world so well, so quickly. It's honestly just really well directed in that sense. Um, and that like first reaping scene, like it's like devastating, <laughs> like where, um, yeah. especially like, cause it, you know, it's prior to the, or it follows the scene prior where, um, you know, Katniss is like comforting Prim and saying like, you know, they're not going to call your name. There's no way it's going to be you. And then like the second that Effie says it and then like Katniss is just like, the look on the little girl's face, like great kid acting by the way, but like she looks like so bug eyed, just like, holy fuck. And, um, I mean, I volunteer as tribute. That's just like iconic, iconic, obviously. Um, um yeah. I, okay. I like, I, I feel like it's similar to, so what I said before about it being like, so like simple, mm-hmm. um, I feel like similar to like New Moon, like it's exactly the same thing. Um, yeah. Liam Hemsworth. I for some reason I keep thinking his name is Luke Hemsworth. I don't know why. I think my that's brain the third just brother, like rewrote that. Is, is it really? Yeah, that's like the third brother. I think. Oh, okay. Well, Liam like Hemsworth. 90s. Yeah. He has like thirty seconds of screen time in this, and I forgot that yeah. like. There's, like, no, like, love triangle, really, until, like, the second one. Yeah, I mean, in this one, it's just, like, um, they, they have, like, the bits at the beginning together. Yeah. Like the opening hunt, and then, like, the scene where he's, like, they're stronger than you, or you're stronger than they know. You know, they, they'll mm-hmm. never see you coming. And then, like, the rest of it is just, like, her, like, kissing Pita, and you see, like, a very quick reaction shot of him <laughs> in District 12. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like it's he doesn't really become like prominent until the next one, but um, but yeah, yeah, he uh, yeah. definitely the cuck of the series. Yeah. Um, if I'm going in order, like I I just wrote down the most ridiculous notes. Like if we're just going in order of the movie, so right before the reaping, um, Katniss goes to this like uh market thing. Mm-hmm. And there's an old woman that's just like that gives her the pin. And I wrote down the old lady who says, It's a mockingjay and like gives her the pin. <laughs> She's a queer icon. I don't know why. I just said she is. <laughs> <laughs> I um I forgot that's how she gets the mockingjay pin. Because in my head she got it like from Senna. But I which I know that he gives it to her in the second one, but I I don't know why I thought in the first one he gets she gets it from Senna. Um but uh, yeah, I forgot that she just gets at the marketplace because she's like, eh, you have it. Um, mm-hmm. I. Uh, but yeah, I, I when they get to uh, after the, you know like the reaping and everything, they mm-hmm. when they get to like the train and um, you know like Hamish and Effie are like talking to them, which and again I know I already said it about like Hamish, but like Woody Harrelson is so fucking good in this, like just like a perfect role for him. He's so like. I don't know, he just, like, adds a lot to it. Because you kind of need a character like that, and I think Woody Harrelson, like, really establishes that really well. Um, but he, uh, but I, I, like, I love all that stuff, like, how he kind of introduces the idea of, like, 
performance to them like how it doesn't really matter what you think or what you believe it's about making other people believe that you're genuine and like the way that he kind of explains like sponsors to them like he's like honestly he's like, it's more important that you just learn how to be likable and to have sponsors mm-hmm. want to send you shit in the arena than it is to like learn how to kill people because that is more important in the long run is that you have like supplies and to stay like hydrated and to like heal yourself instead of like learning how to like impale a person um i just like think that all that is like really like interesting because again it's like an approach that i would not expect a ya book about this concept yeah 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 i think also like seeing her trying to force herself to be likable um or palatable not even just likable um I think specifically the scene where she's like first brought into the Capitol and they're like waxing her legs and like bathing her and stuff. Yeah. It's really like brutal. Like that's like brutal. And they're like, oh, we got to shower her again. Like that's like. mm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, It's (laughs) the way they shoot it is so like. It's almost like it's, like, painful. Well, I mean, getting waxed is painful, but, like, mm-hmm. they're, like, molding her to be, like, I don't know. It reminds me of, like, in the scene in, like, Parasite when, like, he's, like, driving the car and, like, the woman in the back is, like, oh, like, yeah, it was, like, a little bit of rain. Like, oh, like, what's that smell or whatever? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, 100%. Like, it is, um... I mean, it just goes to that theme, you know, like, being, like, camera-ready. And, like, also, like, Cadness is, like, a person that obviously has never had to, like, worry about appearances, you know? Uh, I mean, to an extent, like, at the beginning, she does, like, have to, like, be very mindful about, like, what her and Prim are wearing. Um, but you can tell that's, like, a once-a-year type thing. Like, it's not, like, to this extent um mm-hmm. yeah i just find like all that stuff like so fascinating and i think it's so fascinating in both like this movie and catching fire um because like just the way it like i said it just very through and through establishes like all the like layers of like propaganda and how like you know media and all that stuff like it tries to poise people as like you know likable or unlikable and how like just certain mannerisms can come across and how they have to be like it sets like a layer of tension to the already very tense situation and that's just like a nice detail that i think adds a lot to these movies especially this first one because it's even more tense in this one uh well i mean not any more tense than catching fire but it's tense in this one because like they're still learning it's their first time doing it and they don't know what the right thing to say is necessarily um and then Catching Fire, it's really pivotal because, you know, there's that first scene where she has with uh, President Snow where he, mm-hmm. he, it's so iconic when he's like, she's like, you want me to make, you know, all of Pan Am believe that me and Peter are in love? And he's like, no, I want you to make me believe that you guys are in love. So, like, everything yeah. she does, like, following that is just, like, so tense because you're like, oh, my God. And it's <laughs> it's just really, it's really gnarly. Um, but, yeah, like, I love all that stuff in this. And especially, like, when they go to, like, the training in the Capitol. And she has to, like, uh, show off to those, like, um, the sponsors. Mm-hmm. And she shoots the apple out of the pig's mouth. 
That like, is literally one of the best moments in <laughs> cinema history. It's so fucking good. Because I remember, like, when I saw it with, like, my high school. And, like, that scene happens. Like, my whole fucking theater. Like, they, everyone was, like, clapping. Like, mm. that's what happens when you, like, fucking let a book fair go to a movie theater. But, yeah, it was, like... <laughs> <laughs> like, the little bow she does. Um, yeah. And, uh, oh, my God, what's that guy's name? The game maker? I forgot. The, is it uh, Wes Bentley, I think? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's so, like, I love that because he doesn't... He just... Uh, well, he gets murked at the end of this. It's implied. But, um... Like, that's the type of series this is where you have an actor like Wes Bentley just come in and fuck off for like one movie. <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. like a side character. Um, another thing about this movie, because it goes off what I was saying about Wes Bentley, his like fuck ass like uh, beard, uh, like the, like the way he's like weirdly groomed. Um, the costume mm-hmm. design and like the makeup in this movie is like very impressive. I think. Yeah. And the yeah. uh, the production design, too. Like, I feel like all in all, like, mm-hmm. it's interesting that they went for, like, because this takes place, I mean, like, on Earth. Like, it's not like they're going to have, like, sci-fi prosthetics. Right. Um, I think it's interesting that this is not really, like, a sci-fi movie. Um, yeah. So, rather than that, they just have, like, ridiculous, like, makeup and, like, clothes. Um. So everything's like practical and like the sets and everything. Um, yeah. And I think it looks amazing. And also the fact that like they're not like aliens with like sci fi prosthetics, it makes it that much more like disturbing. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> because they are clearly just people with makeup on, like laughing at children killing each other. Um, yeah. I mean, even the way that like, um, you know, uh, Caesar like exhibits it like when he is talking to them like on stage or like when he's like doing the coverage of it mm-hmm. it's just, just like it's so like i mean obviously it's like sick and twisted but like it's just like i, I don't know like the way it, it shows these people like how they normalize such like mm-hmm. travesties in the sake of like entertainment and like appeasing a higher order that they're afraid to rebel against because they're so like comforted and like just so comfortable in their privilege that they can't even think to, they, they don't even have like the willpower to think about whether or not this is right or wrong. Cause it's like the only life they've known. Cause they've, you know, grown up in the capital that's been under like hunger games, you know, authority. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I, th- I just think all that shit is like so fascinating the way they have to like um also like manufacture the fake romance between Cadmus and Peta. Like I think that's like just really clever. Um when so like something I remember like when this movie was coming out or had like come out is that like a lot of the criticism I saw from like when the Hunger Games kicks in is like the high, the like shaky cam kind of like quality to it. And I think that's a valid criticism. I, in fact, I would maybe agree to an extent. I do think it gets like a bit much at times, but it is kind of effective in this first one because of like just how frantic Katniss is, and how I'm sure like it kind of like helps the idea that it's such a blur for her to even you know be in the middle of it for the first time she's never experienced this before so everything she's doing it's like a rush and she's like under attack before she could even know it you know what i mean 
like it's her prerogative is just like getting a bag and fucking off. But mm-hmm. you know, she's not like she's trying not. <laughs> she's to gotta get her bag them. and fuck. She's got you know, just like all of us for real. But like, um, <laughs> she. <laughs> but it's just like interesting, like the way it's shot. Like I'm, it is a little bit cheap and gimmicky, but I think it does add to it a little bit too. Yeah, I think it definitely also makes it like grittier and a little bit more like. I don't know, like less like polished, you know, and yeah. like that's what this movie is. Yeah, yeah, like that's what I like about it. Um, and even like in the second one, like it, while like the cinematography is like more defined and like it has like like a larger mm-hmm. production value and higher budget, obviously, it still feels like a very cold and calculated, like very like I don't know kind of like depressing movie almost and mm-hmm. i like that the, like the whole franchise never loses that quality even though they progressively like made more money each time um yeah i don't know but this first one is just again like i said earlier it has like an independent film quality to it um yeah like it legitimately like does almost feel like something you'd watch it like almost like sundance if it was an adaptation i feel like um yeah because it is like it's super low yes. budget like they like even those CG yeah. VFX like it's usually like done in like a nighttime shot or like the first time like the one of the like Pan Am like ships is flying in at the beginning in the woods like you see one shot of it but then the rest of it is like lingering on sound effects and like Cadness reaction shots and she's like hiding in the bushes and the bushes are like rattling mm-hmm. but like literally you see one shot of the ship that's it. It's just like if cl- I'm remembering correctly. Mm-hmm. Wasn't Steven Soderbergh somehow attached to these movies, if not first one? Oh, uh, let me look. No. I don't know. I honestly don't know off the top of my head. That sounds kind of right, but I don't Like, know. I feel like he was, like, second unit or something. Uh, I don't remember how to spell his name. Um, I should have looked this up. Uh yeah, he did directed his second unit for this movie. Yeah, I feel like that's definitely You can feel it, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I um I uh I, I you can feel it enough, but I do think um you know, everything else is so positive that I also believe that that was part of the like intention and like it wasn't just like mm-hmm. a Soderbergh second unit thing either like um I don't know like for one of these movies it just feels like very defined and very like fully realized um and the games itself like I, another thing that I appreciate about it is that it is very like intense and it is very immersive when it's happening but mm-hmm. also like it does pull from the book a lot where there is so much like waiting and seeing on Katniss's behalf that it's also like very compelling when those scenes are happening, when she has to like use her wits and she has to like learn to be bored in order to like survive. Cause she has to go quiet. She can't like interact with anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I just find that like so interesting that the movie was able to make that cinematic because when I remember when I was reading the book, I'm like, how is this going to be part of the movie? Because it's not like that movie is going to have narration. You know what I mean? That's what I was like thinking yeah. as a kid. I was like, it's not like the movie's going to have narration. Cause a lot of it is just like her internal monologuing that is like making this compelling because she's going through like how every scenario could go wrong in her head and then she's like describing like the conditions of like the weather or like the things she's hearing or like what she's afraid of and like whether or not PETA is you know actually 
you know, part of that team or not. But the movie does a lot of like showing and not telling as far as that goes. And it's really like clever the way it does it. Cause even like when she's, you know, camping out on the tree or she's just like, you know, fucking off in the woods or whatever, like it's really like tension fueled and you never know like when someone's going to like, you know, fuck with her. Yeah. Um, if you made this movie today, you would definitely need like subway surfers or whatever that's called, like <laughs> playing on the songs. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. yeah, I mean, like I wrote a note that was like, I can't even imagine them making a movie like this today. And then I'm like, oh yeah, there's one coming out this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, I mean, I'm very curious to see how the new one is, like as far as that goes, because I. Mm-hmm. I almost can't imagine, like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how brutal it's going to be. I'd imagine by, like, the fifth movie, they'd be, like, open to it. Or, like, you know, mm-hmm. pretty much, like, no questions asked. Like, do whatever you want. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Something about the, like, there's something, like, depressing about the action in this movie that I really appreciate. Like, every time one of the kids dies, yeah. even if they're, like, a total fucking asshole, it's still, like, just depressing to watch it happen. It's very bleak. Like, the yeah. cannon noise, like, echoing. Yeah, especially the time where she counts it for the first time. Like, it's, mm-hmm. uh... And then it comes to teachers saying, like, half of them have died already. And it's like, fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, one of the ones that really haunts me is... Uh, I think it's Rue's, like, the one that comes in with Rue or whatever. And uh, the one girl's, like, trying to kill Katniss. And then the guy grabs her and like, just, like, breaks her back against, like, those... Like, the, uh... Yeah. The thing, cornucopia. And then, uh... Yeah. He's like, you killed Rue? And then he just, like, fucking breaks her back or neck or whatever he does. And then she just dies yeah. instantly. It's so sudden. And it's just, yeah. like, and then it, like, lingers on her face, like, her corpse for a minute. And it's, like, it's not, like, bloody or anything. It's not graphic. But just, like, her lifeless body for, like, the five seconds you see it. It's, like, very effective. Um, I think also, like, right before, like, Right before he comes in, she's, like, talking about how she killed Rue. And acting, like, I don't know, like, so, like, tough. And then the second the guy comes in and says, you killed Rue, um, she starts, like, screaming and wailing. And, like, I think there's definitely also, like, not, I mean, I guess you could read into the Hunger Games a lot because it's such good like criticism of society mm-hmm. um i think there's definitely like a racial aspect to to it too oh yeah yeah i mean it's because no, he like, yeah because he and rue are both black um he's a lot like physically like larger than her they are about the same age they're both teenagers and this girl is so like it's just very like white woman victimhood. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, learning yeah. from a young age. Mm-hmm. Um and it's like a really like it's really disturbing to see the way she just shifts the second he walks in. Yeah. Yeah. It's like um especially like earlier too, like when uh you know, she's, like, in the trees, and she's, like, listening yeah. to him, and they're, like, making fun of, like, whoever they killed prior to that. And mm-hmm. it's just, like, it's really, like, depressing to see, like, how 
fucking uh you know just brainwashed these kids are and they can't mm-hmm. even like internalize how fucked up the situation is until they're on the verge of death because up until that mm-hmm. point they are treating it like a game like especially like because like they form that alliance and like they don't have to like internalize the fact that like they're gonna have to eventually kill each other like they're just mm-hmm. like along for the ride you know and yeah like that scene where the guy kills uh that girl it's like it's so effective and it's so like um because like the way he like heartbreakingly asks her is like you killed rue and just like mm-hmm. instantly kills her and like the way he tells Cassie is like you know this one time like this is it for rue like it is yeah. so like fuck she's like, the only one that like showed any sort of respect towards any yeah. of the other like kids but mostly rue yeah yeah i mean rue's death is like i mean you mentioned it earlier like with the like cut to uh you know, uh, I forgot what district she's from, uh, like eight or nine or something. I can't remember. But um, yeah, like the cut to that is like it's brilliant the way they do that. Um, I love that like throughout the entire franchise, especially like in Catching Fire, because especially at that point, um, the thing that like Snow hates is like it's like things that Katniss is not even like deliberately trying to do. It's just like mm-hmm. her generally defying authority because that's her character, and it causes like a out like an outlash like it just like sparks up and people break out and like and then just pisses snow off you know and i think Mm -hmm. that's so interesting like the idea of like one like spark can like light an entire flame of rebellion and it's like really powerful every time it happens in the franchise um i um okay i'm gonna bring this up just because i don't want to forget it the scene where like pita is blending in as the tree is like the funniest thing I've ever seen in my I'm life. Funny. I because <laughs> I, yeah. I I've seen that on Twitter a lot recently, but I genuinely mm-hmm. for the life of me could not remember if that was like from the movie or if it was from like an SNL sketch. And yeah. when it happens in the movie, I'm like, oh my fucking god! I <laughs> I forgot yeah. that it was real. It's so funny. It's it's so um, funny. Yeah. Uh. Also, like, I was reminded that their ship name was Penis. Do you remember that? <laughs> I do, kind of. I, I didn't partake, <laughs> but I remember it on Tumblr. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, it was either, like, Penis or Cat Pee. Cat there was, pee. There was yeah. nothing else, yeah. I know uh, with uh, PETA and... Uh, or, uh, what was Ka- uh, Katniss and Gale? Gale. Wait, what? Hail, like the leaf. Oh, okay. Right. Okay, I guess that makes <laughs> sense. No, I prefer penis. Um Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's great. Um, it was the thing is about this franchise is that like unlike Twilight, you had to like completely linger on that topic of like who who should she choose? Like you know like the mm. most diehard fans of this franchise they never really like indulged in that to my knowledge like i don't really see them choosing like oh it has to be gail and like like no Mm -hmm. one really gave a shit like it was more just about like the political stuff in this that was so engaging to people i feel like um i can't speak to everybody but like i i just don't really remember it being as big of a thing as it was with like jacob versus edward um Mm -hmm. Which, even though I like, I admire them for trying, though. Like, I admire them for attempting to make it like a thing. Um, yeah, there yeah. always has to be like a love triangle in uh, 
YA, you know, makes things interesting. Yeah, and I think, honestly, in this one, it's like, it is really interesting. Maybe not so in this first movie, because it, you know, it's not really about Gale, as we talked about. But by, mm-hmm. like, the, by by the time it gets to Mockingjay, and spoiler alert, when she picks, uh, when she picks PETA, um, mm-hmm. it's not even like she picks PETA, it's just like a matter of circumstance, where it, it kind of, you know, just exhibits that it's not so much that she, like, immediately deeply falls in love with him he is just such a calming presence in her life after like going through so much like ptsd and like just like going like just being a symbol and like after she gets back district 12 what's left of it you know she doesn't have any semblance of a life and she finds one with Peta, and it's like it's honestly very beautiful like the way the both the movie and the book you know exhibit that and yeah, I like I love it. I think it's like really well done. Uh, so by the end, like even if you're not like rooting for Peta, so to speak, uh, and again, it's hard in Mockingjay because he's brainwashed and trying to murder her for most of it. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, you know, by by the time you get to that point, you're kind of like, yeah, yeah, this is like it feels right, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wait, I don't know if you were making this joke on purpose. When you were what? talking about Orphan, she's literally in this movie. I know, I said that. Yeah, I, okay, I will. Yeah, mentioned. she plays like the the girl that is like going sick on them. Yeah, hey, you mentioned Orphan when you were talking about Emma Roberts, and you said she would do good in the Orphan role, but I didn't. I didn't know if you knew that also Orphan was in this movie because I did not. Yeah, know I meant Emma Roberts playing her role of like, oh, the I thought you meant girl. Yeah. Okay, I see no. what you mean. Okay, because I I knew I recognized her face, but I did not realize that it was a uh, little Miss Orphan yeah. over there. Um, I cannot believe she is the same fucking age as us. What's that about? <laughs> she's uh she's just a little uh she I don't know I she's still did you ever watch the sequel Orphan uh first kill or whatever it's no. called? No, it's no. I thought it was better than the first movie. I thought it was really good. Hmm. It, clever it's a really clever sequel i think the twist is even better honestly um nice. yeah um yeah she kind of freaks it in that um but yeah uh yeah but by the end uh like it's really effective um i love the way this movie wraps up it's like honestly a perfect like sequel setup um mm-hmm. oh, but like before the games even end like the whole like berry thing where um uh, like, cause it's so fucked up, like the way they are like two victories can happen. And then the second they kill Kato, it's like only one, like we resign that comment, only one victor. And yeah. it, it's just like so effective, like the way they're about to eat the berries and how like um, fucking Wes Bentley has to be like, oh, stop, stop. They're the winners. And yeah, it's just like, that's the moment where he just like seals this deal for like death. It's like it's so good because you know he's so fucked the second he has to backtrack. Um, yeah, because he didn't great. expect them to like, yeah. basically beat him at his own game. Yeah, for no, lack of a better term. Yeah, it's perfect. It's so good. Which, by the way, um, may, I don't know if we're ever gonna do Catching Fire. I, maybe one day we will. Uh, but in the second one, because Philip Seymour Hoffman is the game maker in that one, and like, oh mm-hmm. my. 
God. Like, every scene, he just comes in. He's shooting threes. He's, like, slam dunking. It's fucking hopping all the time. It's amazing. Um, like, and, like, the twist of that character is great, too. But, like, before you even know what the deal is, like, it's mm-hmm. just... He's eat, he's like eating it up, like him and Don Sutherland talking about how to torture people properly. It's like, ugh, like give it like everything. I can't like, wait to rewatch that. It's so fucking good. It's it's great. I I loved it. I almost gave it a four point five on Letterboxd the other day. I was like, this is it's so clever. It's so good. Like the clock in the water in the arena. Like come on, mm-hmm. come on, shit's fire. Uh, oh my god, I forgot about that when they're like, it's a clock. Yeah. It's perfect, TikTok. Yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's perfect. Oh, yeah, that, that bitch. Yeah. Yeah, that fucking bitch. Jeffrey Wright in there. Come on. So good. Yeah. Yeah, Get fucking uh, Fennec O'Dare. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that shit's iconic. I, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the, the ending to this is great. Because uh, even, you know, by the time they make it back to the district, it's just like, they know that even if they are able to, like, live their lives in, like, relative peace, like, nothing will ever be the same for them. Like, Cadmus is even, like, very much aware that even though she can't process everything she just went through, mm-hmm. that like, it's gonna stay with her for the rest of her life. Yeah. And it's just, like, it's so sad. Like, even when they win, they, like, lose because they had to participate. And, um... Like that, that cut to credits with like snow, like just like watching them on the monitor. It's just like, ugh. like I remember like watching as a kid. I got like chills in the theater. I was like, fuck, because uh, it was a year and a half wait for Catching Fire. This came out like in March 2020, mm-hmm. and then uh, Catching Fire I remember was Thanksgiving 2013. So. This is like such a Thanksgiving movie. Like it the is. Hunger Games movies, they're so Thanksgiving. They really are. Yeah, that's why, like, after Catching Fire, they, like, never moved the release date again. Like, it was... Even yeah. this new one's coming out around Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of perfect as far as that goes. Um, speaking on, like, technical stuff, um, the movie was made for a $78 million budget. That's really impressive. The movie looks great, considering that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it made $694 million worldwide. So that's, like... Wow. Th- that's pretty crazy. Like that's <laughs> that's really great. Um, yeah, they shot in North Carolina. That checks out. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm like everything I'm reading about it now. It's just like very. It, it's it's just really impressive what they were able to pull off with this franchise. And then box office for the second one, like that one made a uh, eight six eight hundred and sixty five million. So it made like that's a, insane. Yeah, almost a billion dollars. Um, it checks out, though. No, it, it totally does. Because I remember, like, um, when I was kind of, what was I in, like, sophomore or junior? No, I was a sophomore and when the Catching Fire came out, because it was 2013. I remember, like, I went with a few of my friends from school. And I, like, remember we bought our tickets, like, a week early. And the seven mm-hmm. o'clock showing was like already sold out. The IMAX theater was sold out of my theater. And this is like before assigned seating. So like the fact that like it had sold out was like crazy to us. We were like, what? And I remember yeah. we had to like we had to wait to go see the 8.30 p.m. showing uh, on Thursday or Friday. I can't remember if that was before or after Thursdays were a thing. 
Uh, I think it was after, yeah. Because I think Thursday showing started happening in, like, 2013. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, so I remember, uh, like, we went to, like, the 8.30 showing, um, and I didn't realize it was it was even longer than the sec- or the first one. So we didn't get out of the theater until, like, 11 p.m. on a school night. Because I remember that was a big yeah. deal. Like, on Friday, we were but we were all, like, so tired after this, or the second one ended. Um, and I remember just, like, we had to sit, like, right above the handicapped seats, like, pretty low, kind of, um, in the AMC theater. Because it was just, like, sold out like i remember every seat being full in the biggest auditorium there like it's just like something i'll never forget like the hype for the second one was like it was nuts it was so yeah Yeah. i don't remember my experience seeing the second one um i remember my experience seeing the third one though me and my friends went like straight from school yeah to go see it and that was a lot of fun um somebody's mom just like picked us up from school and took us to the theater but I feel like these movies are the first I mean like I was really into like Harry Potter and like going to like the midnight showings and stuff Mm. but regarding like the box office of these movies um I feel like these movies are the first experience that I had of being like oh it's hard to get tickets to movies sometimes Mm -hmm. you know what I mean yeah, no, 100%. Like, I think... Because um, it's, like, like, for Harry Potter, it's, like, my mom was responsible for getting those tickets, you know? Yeah, no, 100%. Like, I think... um, I Because I remember for the third and fourth one, I went mm-hmm. to go... I saw the third one, I remember, at a advanced screening. Because I, like, won tickets, I remember, from, like, my local radio station. Mm-hmm. And I remember they, like, I guess they didn't give out a lot of tickets per, like, outlet. Because it was in the mm-hmm. biggest theater at my local Regal. And I remember, like, it was not packed. It was, like, an advanced screening that they just did not give a lot of tickets out to because it was so exclusive. So, like, mm-hmm. I had, I showed up at, like, 6.30. I had no trouble finding seats. And I remember it was, like, kind of yeah. quiet in the theater. And I remember thinking that was, like, a weird experience when I went. Because I was so used to, like, the other two. Like, they were, like, really rowdy crowds. Um, mm-hmm. But then I remember the second one, or, like, the Mockingjay Part 2, rather. I remember when I saw that, it was, like, a similar situation where I won the tickets online. Mm-hmm. And I went to a screening. Uh, but the difference is that they over, like, they overbooked that theater, like, crazy. Like, it was so, like, people were turned away at the door. Like, people were getting mad yeah. at each other for, like, saving seats. Like, it was a whole fucking thing. Um, but I remember they were, like, super into the movie. Like, when shit was, like, going down, it was, like you felt like you were with like a bunch of like core fans and mm-hmm. you were just like really hyped to be there. I don't know. It was awesome. Um, so yeah, like I feel like a little, like I feel like a little Tumblr teen again, like with the new one coming out, I'm like, damn, I'm kind of like, <laughs> I'm kind of like hyped to see it now. Um, yeah. I'm trying to get like my hopes up too high, but like, I don't know. People like, are hung- saying it's like better than some of the originals. I, I mean, it's the same director as Catching Fire and Mockingjay, so I, I'm sure it's at least on par. Yeah. Good uh, actors, Viola Davis, Peter Dinklage. Um, I'm sure Rachel Zegler. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know the main guy from much, but I'm sure he's good. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Hunter Schaefer. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, let's go. Let's fucking go. <laughs> um, really looking forward to it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, as far as this first one goes, very good movie. I loved it. I loved rewatching it. Me too. I can't wait to. It's what 
one twenty in the morning. I can't wait to uh, start <laughs> catching fire like right now. No, yeah, it's on my uh, it's on my voodoo. I get, listeners, I gave Kira my voodoo login, uh, but I have the yeah. entire Hunger Games filmography on Adam Plus. So yeah, so if you guys need the password to Adam Plus, let me know. I'll I'll give it to you Just and make sure Twitter. that you buy. Make sure that you buy lots of movies on Adam Plus. <laughs> yeah, pre-order Five Nights at Freddy's, the deluxe edition on my Voodoo, please. I would love that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just post it on the Twitter page, just like publicly, and I'm yeah. sure people, I'm yeah. sure people will consensually and like very ethically use my uh, Voodoo to their uh, yeah, to I'm their sure. Page. Yeah. Um, yeah. But until then, uh, yeah, great experience. I'm glad we covered it. Core's lineal movie. This one goes out to the to the book fair kids. This one goes out to uh, the summer reading challenge kids. Uh, this one goes out to mm-hmm. <laughs> to those kids that uh, read books at lunchtime at school. Uh, and yeah, this one goes out to all the people who had a crush on Jennifer Lawrence and had a Tumblr account from 2012 to 2015. So our entire listenership. Exactly, exactly that. I do it for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, so with that being said, uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Adam underscore not Sandler. Uh, Letterbox, same name. Uh, other podcasts, Gressley OK, which I have with Joey. We're recording a new episode this week. Uh, we saw so many movies. We saw Maestro tonight. We saw May December last week. Uh, Poor Things, which is a masterpiece. Uh, you know, we, we're going to have reviews for all that this month. So definitely check us out over there. You can follow me on Twitter at Garlic Emoji. You can follow us on Twitter at Zillennial Canon, on Instagram at The Zillennial Canon. Give us some ratings, some reviews. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, go watch all the Hunger Games movies because you'll be <laughs> you'll be gladly um, I don't know surprised uh, happy it holds up I don't know it holds up pretty yeah. well and also can I, real real quick just to tail end it this is like maybe uh-huh. up there for the longest we planned an episode because we talked about this shit back in like early this year and we're and you're like I want to do the Hunger Games and I'm like well there's a new one coming out so we should just like wait and yeah wait we did we waited till the week of so it could like because i knew <laughs> yeah. there would be like a resurgence and yeah like i predicted that properly like there there is a appetite again so i think we we were wise to wait until this week to do it yeah definitely literally my entire like letterboxed you know yeah feed is just people watching every single hunger games movie <laughs> let's fucking go we're so back it's crazy yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>